hello and welcome to episode 30 of Connectivity. I am Scott Thompson. Uh, this week we've kind of got a different structured show for you. Um, kicking things off, I'm joined by Alex Kalafi to talk about his review of Xenoblade Chronicles and uh, talk a little bit about why you guys should definitely be picking this game up. Uh, after that, myself, Neil, Zach, and uh, Neil's wife Lauren get together to talk about uh, PAX. We'll talk about our panel, what we saw on the show floor, and uh, just our overall experiences in Boston. And then to round out the show, we have the entire audio from our live Jeopardy panel. So if you want to take a listen, that'd be great. So uh, enjoy the show. All right. Well, this is Scott, and uh, I'm joined by Alex Kalapi. Alex, how are you? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you? I'm doing real good. Thank you. And uh, we're actually here to talk about uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, just came out in America last week. Uh, Alex was lucky enough to review it for us. Yup. And uh, it's a pretty high-profile game that has a uh, very checkered uh, and sort of uh, interesting past as far as coming to America. Um, so I wanted to talk with Alex about the game and um, why everyone, especially RPG fans, are very happy that it came to America finally. So, um, Alex, you just reviewed the game and you gave it a 9.5. Correct. Which is a very good score. It is, yes. And um, I'm just going to talk to you about some of the basics. Uh, for anyone who wants more of a spoiler-filled discussion, we'll probably have something like that down the road, um, probably a few weeks from now, once more people have had a chance to beat it. Uh, we'll get some of the staff members together who have all played it and go really into depth uh, with it. This is more just to kind of convince you to buy it and uh, explain to you why it's so awesome. So, uh, Alex, why don't you start with the uh, the story of the game. Give some uh, some background about what's going on in it. Okay, well... Uh... The general plot is a boy named Shulk is a normal kid, kind of geeky, and there are these alien invaders that come back after everyone thought they were defeated called the Mechon. And basically, Shulk gets this powerful blade called the Monado, and he has to defeat these invaders. And like I said in my review, that's all the back of the box will tell you. But as you play more of the game, it gets to the point where the things that are happening in the beginning of the game are small time compared to the things that are happening like 50, 60 hours in. Like, things that it's just simple, okay, RPG, weak guy becomes really strong, turns into genocide, stories of gods, stories of creation, and every time you uh, you think that, okay, now I understand the picture, I kind of get the combat system, I'll stop, I'm only 30 hours in, Two hours after that, you will have a mind-blowing revelation, which will keep <laughs> you going. And really, only in the game's, like, final ten minutes do you understand the full picture. And it's insane. It's understandable. <laughs> it's understandable. Like, even if it even if it gets a little convoluted, because it's a JRPG, it is understandable, and it is insane, and it is beautiful. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, speaking of hours put into the game, how long did it take you before you beat the game? It took me, I said 60, but in reality, it took me about 67. Okay, and was that going through and doing a lot of the side quests, or was that just literally, I mean, just getting through the game was about 60 hours? Well, other people I heard, like on GameFAQs and stuff, they were saying that like a simple story run was about 48 hours. And since I was reviewing the game, I figure that, like, I owed it to everyone to at least play a good ten hours of the side quest to get a full feel of the game. Sure. But, b- 
because I did sort of rush through the game, because people are saying this is upwards of 200 hours if you do everything, wow. The uh, it has RPG difficulty, which means the difficulty of the game is based on how many enemies you beat versus how many enemies you really should be defeating. Now, since I didn't do the side quests, and since I didn't do a lot of stopping for defeating enemies, I had a really tough time towards the end of the game, and I had to do some serious grinding. Okay, so the enemy, it's not like, say, something like Final Fantasy VIII, where everything levels with you. Um, Everything does seem to have a set sort of level that you need to work yourself up to to overcome. Well, I mean, the team levels together, which is great because you have about, there's about seven people on the team, six or seven, and they all do level together generally, which is very, very good, but you are kind of right in about how the amount you put in is exactly what you'll get out. Okay. And so, talk a little bit about the combat, because I've heard a, um, I think that's a lot of, uh, I guess, people's favorite part about the game is the combat's kind of inventive. Is that Would you say that that's the case? Well, I haven't played too many RPGs. Like, I'm sort of casual about my RPGs. Like, I've played Pokemon, I've played Mother, I've played uh, a Final Fantasy or two. But I'm not that so much into it. I hear that elements of the combat system have been used before in games, but for the average person... This combat system is completely unique. So the way it works is, it's sort of like a natural progression off of the JRPG, where you know how it's you just facing the enemy, patiently waiting, one attacks, then the other attacks, then the other attacks. This one makes it feel more like a real battle, where you have full range, and you can attack whenever you have the opportunity, which I think should have been done a long time ago. Um... And there's a lot of strategy involved in this. Like, it's kind of like Chrono Trigger, where there's sort of a cooldown after you use a move. And you have to strategize that with how the enemy's attacking to make sure you get in the best hits at the best time. And there's special bonuses for attacking the enemy at a certain place. Like, using the move Backslash does double damage if you hit them from behind. Mm. And if this sounds a little bit confusing to you, the way I'd simplify it is to say... That it's like Zelda combat, except there's numbers involved. <laughs> sure. Now, as far as the combat, are you locked into combat with enemies? I mean, maybe not necessarily bosses, but with enemies on the like on the map? Or are you free to just kind of like run away from them and, and fight them if you choose to? Well, it depends, because enemies out in the field, uh, just random wild enemies, you can generally fight them and escape from battle at your leisure. But once you get into boss battles... A gigantic force field sort of forms around you, so you can't escape until sure. one of you beats the other. Okay. But the good thing about it is, once you lose to a boss, you end up just right outside of the enemy's like force field where it would start to generate. So you can sort of, like, if I lost to this boss, okay, maybe I'll level up a bit with some of the enemies over there, then I'll just come back in. Like, it doesn't like respawn you right in the boss battle. Okay, so it's outside of it, so you could choose to just go right back in or to go, you know, level up or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know you said you haven't played too many RPGs, but structurally, I mean, when I, th- when I think of an RPG, I still think kind of like classic 16-bit era, I guess, where, like, you start in a town, 
and then the game opens up and you're basically going town to down, town and like completing objectives. Does it play like something like that? I, I, I hear that like it's basically one big open world to start with. Um, I mean, is it linear? Is there a lot of ability to kind of choose your own path? Well, there is... I definitely would not call the world linear. I would say that there's definitely a set path in the story. Like, you go to this place, you go to this place, you go to this place. But between that, there are tons and tons and tons of side quests and exploration. So, uh, basically... You can do whatever you want. Some people will choose to just play the story because that's what they're really into. Some people want to level up their guys to crazy levels. They want to get crazy weaponry. And they want to explore the world for every nook and cranny it has, which is to say it does have a lot of those. Mm-hmm. So it's very free-form in how you want to play it. And I know you didn't do every side quest, but does it seem like there's a lot of, um, I don't know, sort of secret hidden like items or skills that are available to be found, you know, for those who are searching for them, or do you get some big crazy bonus if you complete a lot of side quests or anything? I mean, is there a perk for doing the side quests, apart from just doing them because you like playing the game? Well, the biggest perk for doing side quests is that the experience points you get are much higher than if you were simply to fight enemies in the field. Like, you get a lot of bonus experience. Now, you also get a lot of items that are very valuable. You also get a lot of weaponry that's very valuable. But experience is the big reason why you're going to need to play side quests. Now, the exploration aspect is very important, especially especially once you get into the higher levels. Because if mm-hmm. you're just playing in the story, you're going to cap at about maybe level 75 monsters out of level 99. Mm-hmm. If you were to explore some of the hidden places, you will actually start to fight enemies that are upwards of level 80, 90, and... Even some uh, secret bosses, which are levels even higher than that. Okay. So there's definitely reward for uh, for going out of your way to explore what the game has to offer. Right. Outside and, of the main story. And one other thing I would say is that on the exploration, the game does this really cool thing where you know how you play an RPG and it's like, okay, we're in the level 1 area, so we fight level 1 monsters. We're in the level 2 area, so now we fight level 2 monsters. Sure. This game sort of does that, but it twists it by making a lot more diverse monsters in the field. So you're going to have your level 15 monsters when you're level 15, but out of nowhere there's also going to be a gigantic level 85 ape towering above you that's just casually walking through, like, whatever field you're in. Now, that might be intimidating, that might be very bad. The good thing is that you can avoid this completely if you want to. But... As a gamer, as someone playing an RPG, your curiosity will most likely get the best of you. So when you're at level 15 and you have 200 damage, like 200 health points, you fight that monster, and you see it deal like 2,000 to you in one hit. <laughs> and it, it it's this crazy rush, but it also makes the world feel much more alive. Right, yeah, rather than, for some reason, all the weak monsters are in the beginning and all the strong right. monsters are at the end. Like, yeah, it's a little bit more uh, spread out evenly, I suppose. Um, and before you fight that, that, let's say, that hypothetical ape, you would know that it's level 85, or you wouldn't know that till you engage it? Yeah, the uh, the level is right next to the enemy's health bar. Cool, okay, so you would know. Okay, right. so that reminds me of something like, even like Dark Souls, where it's like, there are all these challenges there that, like, you know you probably aren't ready for, but if you want to go ahead and dive in and just get killed, <laughs> that, you know, that option's there, I guess. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, so let's get to something that's been kind of debated, uh, especially with your review and uh, some of the user comments, and that's the graphics. Uh, at some point in the review, I believe you compare the character models to that of N64 quality. Um, I want you to go ahead and talk about that a little bit and maybe d- defend your uh, opinion there. Well, I think I'd like to start with the comments after I actually wrote that review. Okay. Now, I'm not naming names, but some people, uh, including, I think James Jones even came in later to comment that, like, okay, the graphics aren't great, but they're nowhere even close to N64. And I kind of took this personally, not necessarily offensively, but I thought, okay, I felt this strongly about this. Maybe I was doing it wrong. Maybe I was letting my emotions getting the better of me. So I looked up gameplay videos of that. And some things in that game, while looking very pretty, look terribly ugly. Like, there's a lot of cliffs in the game, because cliffs are often great boundaries in third-person games. Now, if you take a game like Mario 64, and you look at the cliff sides, like the one you're scaling when you're to fight the, uh, the King Bomb. Sure. And you know how it's like three, like, pastel browns, like, on a flat surface? Yeah. That's what the cliffs in this game look like. <laughs> so just really uh, ugly, big, like, textures that are easily, like, noticeable. Now, that's... Well, that's not a majority of the game. Some of the game does look very beautiful, even though there's a lot of jaggies. Like, some of the game does look very beautiful. The character model specifically. I was really thinking about this one. But I was also thinking about the game that I was thinking of when I wrote it in the review, which is Sin and Punishment for the N64. And I took the character models, I put them side by side, went back to Xenoblade, played a bit of that, went to the Virtual Console, played a bit of Sin and Punishment. If you change the body proportions and made the Sin and Punishment ones like a tiny bit smoother, not even an entire gen's worth, they look like they could have been in the same game. I mean that 100%. Let's say this, though. Even with it looking the way it does, whether it's N64 or Dreamcast or PS2 or, or whatever you want to compare it to, was that ever, like, a detractor? Like, did it ever take away from your experience with the game? No, really. It was sort of... It was actually kind of funny to me, because mm-hmm. one of the biggest praises for the game is how beautiful it looks, how amazing it is, how much it pushes the Wii to its limits. That's not true. Like, I'll just say that. I know that's an opinion, but it's just not true. Like, it does not push the Wii to its limits. Skyward Sword, also, I didn't think looked as good as other people said it did. That game looks so much better than this. Now, the other side of it, the sound is wonderful. Like, it, I don't know if it's fully orchestrated, but it sounds like it could have been done very professionally without electronic instruments. A lot of the songs are very memorable, like some of the best RPGs. And every song in the game scores it great. Like, it sounds like a Wii game, if not something on the HD consoles. It's just the graphics that I had a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> a tiny, a tiny problem with. Right, but they didn't detract from the experience. Right. Um, alright, so, in closing, so, okay, so the story's interesting, if not just balls to the wall crazy. But it's wonderful. It's uh, absolutely wonderful. But it's wonderful. The uh, the combat seems sort of interesting, unique. It, it sounds like um, some of the the newer Final Fantasies, where it's kind of um, you're kind of free to run around. Um, 
even kind of reminds me of maybe like the combat from like some of the Tales games. Um, graphics, not not too much to write home about. But what uh, what overall like makes this game so great uh, in your mind? Like what what made you push it to a nine point five? I mean, does it all just come together really well? Is it just do you just have to play it to really get an understanding? I mean, what what makes this one of the best RPGs to come out? I mean, in the past however many years, ten right. years or so. Now I said this in my review, and I I don't like I don't like saying the same thing over and over again, but it's a point that needs to be made with this game. Games that are RPGs aren't necessarily accessible to every person. Like, a Tales of Graces, a Shin Megami Tensei game, great, but they're not for everyone. Some games, like Pokemon, Mother 3, Chrono Trigger, those games are for a very wide audience. Not because they skimp out on any of the RPG stuff. They do the RPG stuff very well but it's very accessible to a wider audience. And it has a story enjoyable by everyone, it has a combat that's, like, it's not immediately convoluted from the beginning like some games, and everything about it is just totally accessible to the average gamer. And that's what I think is so wonderful about this. You feel like you're playing a real RPG, even if you don't play many real RPGs yourself. Okay, so yeah, so it's not... Skimping on on any of the uh, those RPG elements, if you right. will, uh, it's a full fledged RPG that's, I guess, like you're saying, immediately accessible and not overly uh, complicated for the sake of being complicated. Like when I was hearing about this whole Operation Rainfall thing, I was like, okay, great, they're starting up a campaign. They are trying to do this thing to bring all their little JRPGs to America. That's great. And then, when I got the opportunity to review this, I realized how much I was getting into it immediately, and how these games weren't a matter of being RPGs that aren't in the U.S. It's a matter of being great games that should be in the U.S. that weren't and finally are. If that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. I think that's a, a great way to say All it. All right. So, uh, yeah, so you would say every, uh, every Wii owner should probably check this out. It's huh? one of the best Wii games. Is like, I'm looking at my collection right now. It's like Skyward Sword and No More Heroes 2 probably puts up a bit of a fight. Maybe the Galaxy Games and uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. But Xenoblade's right up there. Sure. No question. And it's one of like the only non-first party titles you just mentioned. Right. So that's pretty pretty impressive. Awesome. Well, there you go. Well, Alex, thanks for joining. Absolutely. Um, for more on Xenoblade, you can read Alex's review on the, on the site. I believe it's still linked on the front page. Uh, and like I said, if you're playing the game currently and want to get into a more uh, spoiler-filled chat, uh, check back with us in a couple weeks. Uh, we should be doing that with some of the staff who's already beaten the game. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be right back.
So, PAX East went down, and, uh, we had a panel, which was pretty frickin' cool. Um, so we had, a uh, you know, connect, NWR Connectivity, yeah, Connectivity Jeopardy Live <laughs> was on at 10 a.m. on April 6th at the, uh, the Arachnid Theater. Um, and it was hosted by me, Neil Ronahan, my wife, Lauren. Hey, everyone. And Scott Thompson. Also your wife. Yes, my other wife, Scott. <laughs> Hello. And then I guess here to here to talk about us about PAX East and everything and kind of introduce you to the panel audio, which you either are going to hear right before this or right after, um, is Zach Miller. Hi, I wrote the questions, most yeah, of them. He, and half were rejected, and uh, Neil wrote new ones. Yeah. And, and also during the show, I think the crowd disputed some of your uh, your answers to questions. <laughs> yeah, so no. Flesh Reaper, Flesh Reaper and, the, and the merch. Yeah, the, there was the that. Yeah, there you was, gave us a bum answer, dude. There yes. was that, and then it's one of the Turok ones. I think you put like Turok three Seeds of Evil, but isn't it the second one Seeds of Evil, Evil, or something where it was one of the Turok ones? You'll hear it in the audio later. But the crowd was like, I don't know about that one. Yeah, we third were, one's we just, called Turok um, something Oblivion. Okay, yeah, you you had Turok three. I think it was seeds, it, of evil. seeds of Oblivion oh, or something. Oh, okay, then I just that was a typo. Yeah. yeah. Well, you embarrassed us. Well, Zach. the merch is the Flesh Reaper. I can right. guarantee yeah. that. That was someone pointed that out in the crowd, and we were just like, "Oh yeah, we don't know much about Penny Arcade." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> people answered the question saying like, "What is the merch?" And it was, and the slide said, "What is the Flesh Eater?" Flesh Reaper. Reaper. <laughs> nice. So Neil was like, wrong. <laughs> but then, then someone in the audience was about to, you know, they were about to storm us and take us out. But cool. that didn't happen. Like it was a little touch and go there, but we yeah. made it out alive. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the whole thing really went a lot smoother than I thought it would. Um, we, we planned uh, three rounds with three contestants each, and then we had a final Jeopardy round. Congrats to the winners. Um, it, as you, I think it's in the panel audio. It might have been right after, but... Uh, yeah, uh, we will have the winner, who his name escapes me right I now, but Gary, I do have the name. Isn't it? Gary. Gary, Gary yeah. yeah. Um, our winner will be on for a segment in the near future. We need to talk to him about that. So, Gary, if you're listening, we will be in touch. Hey, can we just um, give a special shout-out to Peter real quick? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter was this little kid who knew the, the answer to every question. Everything. And he, he was the first one on the Q&A line. Can I tell a story about Peter? Because I think I was the only one that noticed it. Does he eat pumpkins? No, no. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But your question about um, the boobs, he was like... In in Dead or Alive Dimensions, I think. Oh, nice, yes. Yeah. He knew it. The question about the eye-popping bosoms, he was like, hand was like straight up in the air. (laughs) like one butt cheek was like lifted off the seat. He was straight stretching so far. And his mom was with him. And his oh mom was, God. like, the whole time, like, smiling, because he did this for every question. But, like, she turned and looked, I'm like, how the hell do you know this answer? <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked at her and smiled, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, he's a little me. Peter, Peter is a listener, so, uh, hi, hi Peter. Peter. I'm, I'm sorry if we embarrassed you, but seriously, dude. I'm you glad you knew the answer to that question, Peter. <laughs> you will, you will hear, um, on the, on both panel audios, actually, because he was at the RFN panel as well. Where he just kind of drops knowledge about yeah. uh, several different things. Like he was, the kid has played Terranigma. Just straight <laughs> up, the kid has played Terranigma. He's not from Europe. He's just played Terranigma. And he like, like to- he opened oh. he opened asking us like about the uh, the merits of 
uh, video game stories and TV shows and, and movies um, by talking about Pokemon and how the anime's gotten worse and all these things. And yeah. it was just... And then he asked us what the worst game we ever played was, and his was, like, Bubsy 3D, and it's like, how do you even know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I remember that when I was a kid, and I tried right. to block it out. And you, Why would you take this out? You're still a kid. How are you playing this? It was just, it was incredible. So, Peter, he, he you was at the, the RFN panel, too, right, asking yeah. questions? He, yeah. he sounded like he was six. Peter, he, I don't know how old you are. He's older than that. He's probably, what, ten? That's yeah, still that, that impressive, my, my lord. He, he was like- incredible. I'd like to give a shout out to Peter's mom for yeah, bringing she, Peter to PAX. Yeah, what a cool mom. Cool. Yeah, Peter, give your mom a hug and say you're the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think my one regret from PAX is just not getting a picture with Peter, I think. So I believe there, there is a picture of him somewhere. Oh, yeah, but like I wanted a picture with him. Yes. I want him to sign something and give it to me. <laughs> so Peter, yeah, I, next year. I knew Peter when he was 10. <laughs> yeah, because seriously, someday this kid is going to be a superstar. And yeah. so... I need to have something signed by him. So, but, Peter, um, next year. His, his mom we was actually, probably like, my God, this is what my son is becoming as she looks <laughs> around the crowd. We are never coming here again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then we actually, uh, kind of a, a funny thing happened right off the RFN panel. I believe Razor Kid, um, from the forums who was at the, the RFN panel brought an yep. Earthbound strategy guide that he has and got me, Johnny, and Lindemann to sign it. Holy nice. <laughs> Um, and I, I signed it, Mother 3 is better. <laughs> There's a that debate is, waiting. Mother 64! I, I definitely, I, I really would love to go back and play Earthbound as a side note, so maybe we'll have to come up with a reason to do that. Yeah, I still have my cartridge sitting in my Super yeah, Nintendo I, right I do now, not have so. a cartridge. Um, if we want to have a Kickstarter, so that way I can get a cartridge copy of Earthbound, <laughs> a Kickstarter that would so we be can get awesome. every, everyone a copy of the game. Yeah, yeah that we, seems... need, we need about $500,000. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Did the, uh, did the player's guide still have the scratch and sniff cards and everything? I, I didn't see. He just had it open to a random page and got us to sign it. That's awesome. Uh, I should wow. inquire. Razor Kid, if you're listening, does it still have the scratch and sniff cards? That would be pretty cool. I wonder what you guys signing it does to the value. Probably nothing. <laughs> it, it certainly it probably can't makes help it, it worse. Decreases <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. It's, it's like so. what you did to the NES cartridges that we gave out. Exactly. Which, yeah, for, for anyone who wasn't there, um, later in the audio you hear it, but, Basically, we had the questions for our contestants, and if none of them could answer the questions, then we opened it up to the audience, and if they got the question right, uh, we would bring a bag full of NES games that I signed and wrote messages on, um, and they got to draw, like, at random and pick one. I mean, there were just, like, what was in there? Like, Tech Mobile, I think I got Zilla Game, WrestleMania. There was, I think, Mario 1 and 2. Uh, 2 and 3. Yeah. Yeah, there were some good 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 games there. Yeah. There was also some crap. (laughs) Cuber. Uh, Hubert's awesome. awesome. The original, the original boy in his blob. That's no. not good. No, it's good for like five minutes. Like this is kind of an interesting concept, and then you have no idea what you're doing, and then it's awful. So yeah. Next time, next year, I want to get the like the McDonald's game, and I think there was a Yo, a Yonoid game. I want to get that. Oh, Yonoid. Yeah, I want to get some more awesome stuff. Oh, and Scott, you know, I'd, I'd never seen a picture of you before, so I, I posted on our Facebook, uh, group, which we have a Facebook group now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I posted that there right that you look like season. Picard, but really you look like you could be Lindemann's much younger brother. <laughs> Maybe I am. Oh, yeah, I, look at that, that. that was like, I, I wondered who posted that, cause that, that links to Twitter too, to the, uh, NWR account, so I saw oh. that. Um, but the whole running joke the whole weekend was like, the, like the bald, 
men uniting. So it was like me and Lindemann <laughs> and then um Neil's friend Billy. Yeah. Um, we were just the three of us all. And it just so happened every time we sat down at any restaurant, the three of us always sat down like next it to each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't on purpose. It just happened. Like, we just naturally segregated ourselves. Yeah, that's so. funny. <laughs> if, you, if you followed my Twitter account, there were several ones where it's just like, bald! And it's a three of us. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty good pictures, actually. <laughs> and attached, uh, attached to this, uh, probably the, the image right now as we're talking, and then in the, uh, the show notes should be a great picture from the bowling alley. Uh, yeah, the night after our panel, <laughs> we had we had connectivity bowling, which maybe next year we'll have to include it to uh, if anybody else wants to go bowling with us from the from the community. So yeah, it was kind if of we spr- do if we do have a panel next year or even a PAX Prime, or I guess definitely PAX East, we'll we'll all go bowling afterwards. That's yeah, fun. I That'd need to awesome. go to PAX Prime next year. I mean PAX yeah. East. My you lord, should everyone yeah. should listeners. Uh, we can make members. reservations. Yeah, we could. We can reserve a bowling alley. Oh, a bowling alley? <laughs> lane. <laughs> yeah, bowling alley. The entire alley. That's, <laughs> all 16 lanes will be populated by fans of Connectivity Jeopardy. We'll just we'll just reserve the Kingpin Suite, which is where we were anyway. <laughs> one of us has to be the dude, one of us has to be Walter, and one can be Donnie. <laughs> what about uh, the Jesus? Oh, somebody's got to be the Jesus, yes. Yeah. Um, Nobody fucks with the dude, Jesus. I, I almost... Well, I was... I was stone cold sober for the first game, or I was getting to be drunk. It was pretty bad. Second game, got like 195. Oh, and you were pretty drunk at that point. I was toasted. <laughs> I some, think I won both games. I think at some point I went to uh, have Johnny on the podcast and just have him be completely drunk. Because the first night we were at PAX, when he got, he had like just arrived. I think he was hadn't eaten all day, and so he had a sandwich and had like a few drinks, and he was just gone. It was, it was vintage, like Southern accent coming out, Johnny Metz. Oh my gosh! Singing karaoke, yep. nonetheless. That's awesome. That was good. And also, yeah. if you went to the panel and you'd never listened to us before, and now you're listening to us, welcome. Yeah. Let us know if that's the case. Send us email or something because that'd be pretty yeah. cool. Cause and they're... if you're one of those people, I'm normally not here. <laughs> That's don't true. check me next week. Yeah, we, don't, we, don't always pre- we always prefer you being here. Otherwise, it's a it's a sausage fest every week. We're going to a sausage festival in July. Oh, right. <laughs> in the Poconos. <laughs> Even better. That's incredible. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's talk about packs a little bit. Um. So as far as what was there, like Nintendo wise, um, Nintendo had a a kind of smallish booth. The main focal point was uh. Kid Icarus Uprising. They had a pit cosplayer that I actually looked into it a little bit more. Apparently, it was just a like professional cosplayer who contacted Nintendo and then made the outfit herself by like, yeah. getting some like designs from Nintendo. Wow. And then I guess I don't know if she paid her way to Pax East or if Nintendo fronted the bill a little bit, but making that costume was not like Nintendo commissioning it to her. Like she made the costume and went to Nintendo. Wow, That's that was cool. a good looking costume um, too. It was it was a fantastic. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't like just cardboard and duct tape. But it was she was being pit. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. It's kind of the I, same way. Like it's kind of the same way girls will go as Link sometimes because he's just oh, so okay. effeminate. It kind yeah. of it, it worked. And this is this is of no insult to the uh, to the cosplayer, but you did do that double take. You weren't sure of the gender, which is more I guess the the success of the the, the outfit as opposed yeah. to the. Yeah, it was non-effeminate. T- like, I mean, she was effeminate, but right. it could have been an effeminate dude. Right, it was totally, like, totally androgynous. I mean, it, it worked really well. Yeah. I heard but, that uh, some uh, uh, bubblegum chainsaw cosplayer got kicked out. Uh, well, I mean, if you read Penny Arcade's website, um, and I won't go into too much detail because they actually were a part of the situation, 
but there was a whole there were there were two things mainly that got blown out of proportion, which really weren't that big of a deal. And uh, yeah, not really that big of a deal. Go read oh, Penny okay. Arcade for Mike's comments on it. I actually find it's really interesting, like how much rumors are distorted and how fast they spread because. It was originally, like, McNeil was telling me about it. He was giving me this description of this costume that this girl was wearing where she had, like, a V-neck spandex costume on that came down past her belly button. Oh. And that's why she was kicked out. And whatever you had read, whoever said it was completely off. Because yeah. she was, like you said, Zach, the bubblegum chainsaw girl. And or she lollipop was, chainsaw. Lollipop chainsaw. Lollipop chainsaw. And, and she was hired by what, Warner Brothers? Yeah, it was more, well, I guess it's Warner Brothers. She or, is a professional uh, soccer player. I mean, she was essentially yeah. like a booth babe. Yeah. yeah but, but I mean, she, she's a, a Jessica Nagiri, I think is yeah. her name. She's, she's pretty she's well a known. pretty well known cosplayer. And all it was is that, uh, you know, the guys from PAX East, like, who ran the expo, just told her it's like either stay in the, you know, the school bus that you have the lollipop chainsaw demos in. Or if you're going to be out on the floor, like, you know, wear a sweatshirt or something. Oh, I see. That's all they really, that's all they really said. Because they got a lot of complaints last year for the Duke Nukem schoolgirls. And, I mean, it, it's kind of funny because it is that, like, they had the Duke Nukem schoolgirls out there and they're objectifying women. And then they have, you know, someone dressed up similarly to that and they make her cover it up. And then they're, you know, they're hiding women. And, you know, right. that way too. Uh, and okay. kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. Mike kind of wrote that. I, I kind of understand his stance. I mean, he's trying to appease everyone, and, and doing that, he's appeasing no one, it sounds like. So yep. I, well, I, I, I feel for him. That's the move to ask her to either, you know, stay inside the school bus, which is a self-contained place on the floor that anyone can go into, you know, or, you know, to put a sweatshirt on or, you know, just change change whatever the top, the bottom of her outfit I think that's completely reasonable. Yeah. But the interesting thing was it really was just a cheerleader outfit. Yeah. But like, it, it's like I kind of understand because on, on, by the end of day one, I think I was wearing a similar outfit. No one really said anything to me. So like, it's kind of sexist, I guess, that it's like, <laughs> I got away with it, you know? So, I don't know. Man, but I should have gone. Gender politics. <laughs> as far as the rest of Nintendo's booth, um, Kitaker's Uprising, you get some AR cards, and uh, I got, Got a few packs. Um, you can still go on the site and scan all the cards that way. Neil got yeah. his uh, Neil got his ass kicked in the tournament. Yeah, um, really? there was a Kadakris Uprising tournament, but I didn't have my Circle Pad Pro, oh. so you know I was playing right-handed. Cry baby. Um, <laughs> but I made it past the first round, and then uh, in the well, the, the way they did it was a little confusing. I don't really feel like going into too many details about it, but we will be doing a tournament, learning from what I liked and disliked. About that tournament. Yeah. Um, but I ended up, uh, kind of trying to assist, uh, Pandaradox, who's a, a member of the forums, who ended up winning the tournament. He did? Nice. That's pretty cool. He got a shiny Paxi's gold medal. Oh, cool. Um, he got inter- interviewed. Yeah. Yeah, I got interviewed for Nintendo Show 3D as well, so maybe you'll see my lovely face there. If not, there were a number of NWR readers that were a part of the tournament, so that's awesome. Ups to them, and if you're listening, you know, good job, you guys, you guys rock. Totally, we wow. have the best listeners and, ever. And yeah. then those those same fans that we are celebrating then beat the hell out of me, Scott, and Billy in, in Super Smash Brothers. So we actually want to formally ask them to stop listening to the show. You have embarrassed <laughs> us, and we will not be a part of it. Uh, Take your ears elsewhere. Yes. Um, yeah, no, they were really good. Like, I, I don't think I'm great at Smash Brothers, but I think I'm, like, pretty good. 
But, like, no, I was just embarrassed. Well, I should have known once the guy was telling me about tournament rules and, like, how you do different things, I should have known that the jig was up and I was doomed. Yeah. Because I, we've, we're all pretty rusty. I don't think we ever, none of us were ever near tournament caliber. No. I so. played one time in, like, a local tournament, but it wasn't, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, a tournament. I mean, it was yeah. just a bunch of people got together and played. I mean, it wasn't I, serious. I hosted a tournament, like, a month after it came out, but I'm the kind of, I, I don't want to say asshole, because for me, I think it's it's perfect. Um, I was the kind of person that made it so, like, it was four-player matches and items were on. Because <laughs> so, that's the way I like to play Smash so You players. basically, you just turn the game on and just gave them controllers and set yeah. them on their way. Yep. Meanwhile, you um, took all their money and left. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, on the floor, there wasn't really a whole lot of Nintendo stuff. Wii U? Um, I, yeah, I did I chat with a lot of developers and publishers about Wii U. I wrote an article on the site. Pretty much, I mean, the only thing that was closest, the thing that was closest to a confirmation of a game on Wii U was Gaijin Games basically saying, like, we got a dev kit. We're only making one game and we're working on something for Wii U and our game should be coming out around the launch of the Wii U. Yeah, from so, your blog post, you made it sound like everyone was like, yeah, we're aware it exists. What? From your blog, the tone of your blog post was kind of like everyone was telling you, yeah, we know it's a thing. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is a thing. A lot of I people I mean, no, but nobody was committing to anything. Like, eh, well, I mean, that's because someday. no one can commit yet. Oh, I see. I mean, that, that, uh, I mean, that was a lot of it. It's just like people being like, well, we're not technically working on it right now, but, but we could be. <laughs> you know, maybe. <laughs> And, I mean, um, the farthest thing away from a confirmation was uh, the guys at Drinkbox Studios saying that, yeah, we're going to wait and see. Um, <laughs> we see the eShop, and we, we stay the hell away from WiiWare, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on Wii U. If it makes sense for us, we'll go for it. And then, Neil, you and I got to see uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Um, uh, for the 3DS. Because we, we had a Square Enix appointment. Um, I, I think by the time you hear this, definitely Alex and John's Heroes of Ruin impressions should go up. Um, they seem to kind of dig that. Uh, James and Carly checked out Theater Rhythm, which I regret. Uh, th- there was a big-ass line on the show floor. I never got to check it out. Yeah, I wanted to play that one, actually. <laughs> and then Kingdom Hearts 3D, uh, which was only uh, in the, the, the suite that Square Enix had at the hotel nearby. Um, and Scott and I got to play it. It was the Japanese version of the game. We got to play some of the Tron land. Um it's Kingdom Hearts on a yeah. 3DS, but it's a real Kingdom Hearts, so that's cool. right. So it, it controlled like the PS2 games, and it looked oh. pretty good. And yeah, I mean, the yeah. the one thing I will say is Dumb and Goofy are gone, and now you have like basically Pokemon that you bring with you. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, I think are they ever, are they ever going to make uh, Kingdom Hearts three, or are they just going to keep doing these side stories? Supposedly, this isn't a side story, right? We were told this is like the direct continuation of that story from two. I guess without getting too steeped in the, the ridiculous story, this takes place right after two, and then Sora and, and Riku, right? That's that's like the uh, the anti-hero best friend. Um, they have to go through. I think it's called the Mark of Mastery exam, which is like when they become Keyblade Masters, and that is the entirety of this game is them going through that. And of course, you know, other things happen during that. But that's the reason why Donald and Goofy are not with them in this, is because they are watching from afar, or I guess not from afar, from nearby with uh with Yen Sid and Mickey Mouse. Right, they can't and participate. Just kinda, yeah, they're like they're they're you know helping them go through this exam and 
and take it, and my cat just jumped up on my lap. So I can I, I can only assume that, you know, Sora gets into Slytherin, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, Dumbledore dies at some point. I will say the uh, like the weirdest mechanic uh, to me was the fact that you have limited time as each character, so you'll spend. Yeah. I, he didn't he didn't say how long it really is, but I'm assuming it's like ten to maybe fifteen minutes. Like so, you'll you'll be playing Sora, you'll be going through a level, and then once this gauge fills up on the bottom of the screen, you basically like pass out, and then you switch to um what Riku? That's the other guy, right? Yeah. Um, and then you play him, and then like after fifteen minutes, he falls asleep, and you switch back to Sora, and you're right where you left off. Nothing's changed, but. You're basically forced to switch between the two. It, it seems like it. I mean, it might be one of those things that they're like, hey, it's a portable game. We can kind of break up the gameplay that way. And to that end, you know, that that seems like a kind of good idea. I'll have to see how it is in practice. I know, I mean, it's out in Japan. I know Don has it. So maybe we'll hear more from him. Right. Um, it's just weird. And it, it doesn't seem like there's any benefit uh, to trying to, like, hurry through a level and beat it before you fall asleep. I mean, it sounds like the level's basically paused, and then you just come back to it right where you stop. So yeah. there's no, like, penalty for being too slow. So, I don't know. Like, like Neil said, I guess it's just to, like, give you, a, like, a a, bed, like a point to just turn the game off. Like, okay, like, I played my 15 minutes, now I can stop, and I'll come back to it. So it's like an artificial checkpoint almost, I guess. Like a chapter break. Kind of like Resident Evil Revelations, you know? Like, yeah. you would always kind of play to the end of a chapter. So I guess that's, like the end of a chapter, but it's weird. But, I um, mean, and, and the, the one other thing is, um, outside of those side characters that you have that kind of replace Donald and Goofy, I think you have you have two of them. You might even have three of them active at one time, but it's like they fight, and as they build up, you'll be able to uh, use, I think it's called a link ability that yeah. lets you then use a move that, like, one of them is, like, he kind of looks like a hippity-hop, and then you just jump on him, and you bounce around the area beating up enemies. Yeah, you do special attacks with them, and then yeah. apparently they they level up, and then you can um, it sounds like there there's way you ways you can like, I don't know, nurture their sort of like skills one way or the other, so they're kind of yeah. customizable. Um, so and I don't then, know, it's interesting. Yeah, the one last thing about the combat is there's this thing called flow motion that's in it, mm-hmm. where you basically um you like run at a wall, and I think you press like the Y button, and you just jump up the wall, and you start bouncing around like a madman. But, like, you can do it where you can kind of use that to, you know, use the environment to move around quickly, and then also do these crazy combos on enemies, which, when I heard it described, um, this is, I was watching Scott play, and as he's doing it, I'm like, that looks stupid. And then when <laughs> I started playing the game, it, it's really cool, because it does just kind of give you that way to, to chain combos very easily, and it, it kind of works, um, you know, it's a lot of context-sensitive stuff, so... Plus, it, it works, can, like, works pretty smoothly. You can get through the landscape much quicker because you're like yeah. you're just like propelling yourself forward off walls and stuff. So it takes a little getting used to, but it, it's kind of neat. Huh. Yep. So it's definitely. I mean, if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts, it seems like this is probably the game you've been waiting for since two. But I mean, if you didn't like one or two, I don't see this winning you over. I mean, it really is a continuation of those games. Yeah. For better, huh. of course. Um. I mean, that's that's pretty much PAX East. I mean, we did some other things. I played tabletop games and went to the you know, the different free play rooms and stuff. Did you guys um, get uh, uh, bags of loot or whatever it is? Not not really. Nope. We did get a lot of street passes, though. I think oh, I, uh, lucky I came away with about 500, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was amazing. I believe um, when I got there, I know I shortly after we got into Boston, I got the... Uh, 777 Street Pass achievement, and I believe right now I'm standing at over 1,200. So, 
Zach, being in Alaska, how many street passes do you have? I have, I think at last count, I had 431 people in my wow. plaza. But a lot and, of that's been playing online. Oh, that's, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I must have, I mean, I probably have less than 100, but probably not too much less than 100. Yeah. And, uh, and I get those mostly from malls, Fred Meyer. I mean, you'd it really be surprised. Seems that you, and you fare a lot better out in Alaska than I know some people that live in the states. Yeah. And it is surprising, yeah. I mean, but yeah. but part of it is I keep seeing the same people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I know I know the guy, like two guys at, at the GameStop and the Diamond Center have 3ds's on them, the employees. So I'll just walk in there and walk right out to get the street <laughs> pass. Yo, what's up, guys? Later. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then the same thing at Fred Meyer. There's like two people at Fred Meyer who I know have street pa- uh, uh, whatever's on them. So I, whenever I go into Fred Meyer, I take my 3DS and I'm, I'm at the last boss. Actually, let me ask you this question about, um, find me. Do you have to go through the first game a second time before if you, you want can to access? get all the hats? Because yeah. I, I didn't even have the option of starting the second game. It was just oh. like start over. Okay. Yeah, maybe I, maybe you do have to go through. And actually, yeah, I, I think you're, I think you're right, Zach. Because same with me, I finished. I got all the way through Find Me, um, just at PAX, like in just being there one day. Um, yeah. And then I had I had to start over again. I didn't unlock Find Me too. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I know you have to beat it twice to get all the hats, so maybe yeah. they make you beat it completely. Well, I'm at that last uh, last boss again, and God, he takes forever to kill. Yeah. Lord. He was great at PAX. I mean, I probably did it like bet. 15 minutes. I mean, I just sat in the hallway and every yep. five minutes I had 10, like 10 me's <laughs> lined up at my gate ready to come in and give me puzzle pieces. You know, that's, that's going to be tough at E3 because every, every five minutes we're going to be looking down, opening our well, 3DS's and clearing it out. <laughs> see, the thing is, Zach, is that if you're walking from hall to hall, you have like, you know, that, that, that five minutes of downtime just walking. And that's when you check your street passes. Or, or when you're like, like waiting or, or like, Someone's just like, oh, yeah, can you wait a minute or two? I most certainly <laughs> yes, can. <I'm> sure. <laughs> it was so funny. Everyone, every, our, like, RNW, RW, goddamn, Nintendo World Report staff member, there we go, um, there, like, <laughs> was constantly having to charge the 3DS because we were just street passing oh, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, everyone's was dying. Like, I saw so many blinking red lights. <laughs> we always, like, were stopping at outlets and charging. And well, actually, the, funny, um, the funny thing is, by the end of the night, and this happened Friday and Saturday, the street passes started dying, not necessarily because there were less people, but because everyone's 3DS was probably was dead, dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, John had this, uh, really cool, like, battery pack. Do you remember that? Um, I, yeah. I forget his, you said his form. Pandaradox. Right? Yes, Pandaradox. Like, he had this, like, uh, USB chargeable, like, battery pack, and then he had a, uh, a USB to 3DS connector. So he actually had this little portable battery pack he used to charge his 3DS. Oh, nice. Um, like while, walk, while walking around the show floor. Yeah, it was crazy. But, yeah, I mean, PAX East was, was pretty was pretty wonderful. Yeah. It was um, fun. I can't wait for next year. The panel was great. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, I, I would like to think that our panel was successful enough that we'll hopefully be back in Boston next year. Well, I yeah. mean, you, you did get more people than RFN, so I'd say that's a success. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah we got we got about a hundred people, which uh, I believe uh, Donald Mick made the comment that that's more people than are at a real Jeopardy taping. So, <laughs> oh, that's right, that's pretty that's awesome. Funny. So not bad. Um, and I, I I plan on uh, submitting the panel for Pax Prime, so there's always oh, that yes. that hope. 
which should be much easier for, for Zach to make the jaunt down from Alaska to Seattle. It's only three hours instead of God knows yeah. how many. <laughs> so, um, I'm, yeah, I mean, I hope that everyone that saw our panel really enjoyed it. If you have any feedback, don't hesitate to email connectivity at nintendorollreport.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you about your experiences at PAX. Um, if, you know, we, we crush your hearts, your hopes and dreams by me blurting out the answer when we were trying to get people in the crowd. <laughs> that was so funny. I, I'm sorry. What? what? Um, I guess you, I'll hear it on the audio. Yeah, you will. Um, I'm but, sorry for my, uh, typo in Turok. That's fine. <laughs> but the dude, the Turok category thought no one was gonna get it. it I didn't. went over pretty decently. Yeah, That's everyone got them. Great. Right. Wow, I'm surprised. And you wanna know something funny? I'm, I walk into the classic game room. Uh, Mets are playing Turok. Awesome. The original Turok? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's uh, the I think best they, one. they said that they were looking, uh, that they were looking in the credits to see if they could recognize any Retro Studios guys. Oh, nice. But still, I would like to think that your Turok category <laughs> inspired them. Uh, yeah, inspired nice. them to go play Turok. Because that was actually like an hour after that. So. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But that was, that was PAX East. It was a ton of fun. I hope that everyone who, who came, that as either a new listener, or an old listener, or isn't even going to listen to this ever. I hope you had a great time, and I hope to see you next year, or maybe even at PAX Prime. So um, yeah, hi and welcome to uh, NWR Connectivity Jeopardy. Thank live. you. Live. 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 Thank you. Uh, thank you for being here. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We saw the size of this room. Uh, we're glad. That, I hope you're not too tight in here. Um, <laughs> big turnout. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we should introduce ourselves. Um, I'm the director of NintendoWorldReport.com, Neil Ronahan. Um, I'm also a co-host on Connectivity. And My name is Scott Thompson. I edit the podcast and host it as well. Um, and this is my wife, Lauren Ronahan. I run the PowerPoint. Yes. <laughs> Very important. Um, and that man with the camera back there is my good friend, uh, Billy Brown. He does photography stuff. If you need a photog at all, he's a very good man. Photog. So thank you. And so, we, have our, we have our three contestants. Uh, we have Alex. Alex, where are you from? I am from New Jersey and Street Pass Princeton, and I'm also running Third Rate Minion, if you ever want to see that. There you go. All right, well, it's, it's good to have you here. And, and James, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you got here. Uh, I'm from Bridgeport, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm a huge Panzer Dragoon fan. Anybody oh, in the audience <laughs> Panzer Dragoon fan? Yeah, There, there are more of you. Okay. I've always wanted to play the RPG, but I, I never It's had. worth the 200 bucks. Were, were, I thought it was $3,000. $200? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like Earthbound. Yeah. And then our last person is Joe. Joe, tell us about yourself. I'm Joe, handle Pure Evil on the forums. I'm from New Hampshire, and I'm the guy who hated Skyward Sword. Ooh. All right, get off. We need a new guy. 
There is, in fact, an exit right next to us, so and a trap door. So, uh, so uh, how this is going to work today is we're going to do three rounds of Jeopardy, about 15 minutes each. So if we get through all the questions, that's great. After 15 minutes, we'll just cut it off and welcome the next group of contestants. Um, if no one up here gets a question right, we will open it up to the audience. If you get it right, uh, you get to draw from our grab bag of NES games. Which Billy has in the back. So you, you will get a random NES game. Um, they've been signed by us, which probably depreciates the value by about 40 <laughs> cents. So sorry about that. Yeah, there, there's no rarities in there. It's like Mario Brothers and some other random stuff. Marble but Madness. I don't think there's a duck. Marble All Madness. Are Sweet. <laughs> this should be a... So, um, what's that yeah, I'd say let's go and um, get started with yeah. round one. So, yeah, we're going to do three rounds, and we're going to have a final Jeopardy round. Oh, yes, with the winners from each round. Yes, and the winners from each round. Uh, they, the, the grand prize is a $20 eShop gift card. We also have these other prizes for contestants. Um, if, you, if you win your round, you get to pick from here. There's Kid Icarus E3 AR cards. There's a Xenoblade art book. Uh, Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion Lunchbox. With Lunch Packed. Yeah, there is nice. no Lunch Packed. That, that comes separate. Lunch sold separately. <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, let's start this round of Jeopardy live. Um, our four categories are quotes you can quote, Penny Arcade backloggery, Resident Nintendo Evil, and the final boss. Um, since James was first in line, you can pick the first category. Uh, I'll go with the final boss for 200. Okay. And then, wait, 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 wait right, right before we go... Um, they each have different buzzer sounds. Uh, oh yeah, let everyone hit your buzzer in one at a time. So Alex kind of knows. Alex, go. That's Alex. James and Joe. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, the oh, final boss for, for two hundred. This final boss from Super Mario Brothers Two hated vegetables and was nothing more than a dream. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you guys think? <laughs> You guys I think I heard the doorbell I think, first. I think right, doorbell? first. Who was doorbell? So, so Joe. Joe, go ahead. What? All right, that yeah. is correct. The board is yours. But, and uh, we didn't specify it, question, so we'll, we'll let that be a pass. But yeah, keep it in the form of a question. So who is Ward? Yes. Who is Ward? Oh. Oh, All right, the board is yours, Joe. Oh, don't look at that. <laughs> don't look. Everybody look away. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I've gone blind for a second there. I'll go final boss 400. <laughs> <laughs> He's going for 400. Okay. Think of another right. question because I saw the answer. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'll read this, this in a second. Wait, wait until I finish the question to buzz. Okay. This Donkey Kong Country final villain was left out when Retro Studios brought the series back to Wii in 2010. Oh, you got doorbell, Joe. Who is King Cable? Very good. <laughs> All, right. All right. Board is still yours. Look, it worked. Six hundred. Okay. Final boss. Yes. Yeah. The power of this is all that's needed to defeat Earthbound's final boss. Um, Alex. Green. Yeah. Who is Gygas? Um, no, it's, it's the power oh, the that power? you need to use. Oh, the, who, what is prayer? Yes. We'll give it to you. Yeah. All right. All right, the board is yours. Let's keep going with this. I, I like it. Uh, the final boss for 800. At the end of Metroid Prime 3, Dark Samus fuses one of these mother-brain-looking AIs. Nobody? I never that. Anybody know that? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Very good. Philly. Uh, the correct answer was, what is Aurora Unit? So we have our first NES game winner. Let's, let's see what he gets. Yeah. And if you guys want to, uh, uh, Alex, if you want to pick the next uh, Let's category. finish it off. What'd you get? Tech Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson. 
All right, uh, for 1,000, final boss. And then we sign the back of it, so there's a secret message. It says Bo Jackson. <laughs> All right, for 1,000, it is the only game in the entire Mega Man series that does not feature Dr. Wily as the final boss. Yep. Hold on, wait, let's give him a chance. Right. <laughs> no? His, his, his hand was up first. or mm. Billy, Billy, your call, which guy? All right. No. no, incorrect. Uh, wow. <laughs> or a red shirt? Wait, which red shirt? The the one right. with the blonde wig. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Oh, very good. All right. Yes, uh, the star the star bots. Those guys were. They need to remake that game. We need to make a petition. Well, isn't, isn't that the? Yeah, but no, but that was halfway. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, um, Alex, the board is yours. Okay, uh, well, let's go. Let's, let's keep going with it. Let's keep going. If we find the 12,000? No, uh, no, no, no. Resident we're... Evil, Nintendo Resident Evil. Res- Nintendo, Resident Nintendo Evil. For 200? That's my dyslexia there. 200? Yes, 200, please. All right. This Resident Evil game was part of the fabled Capcom 5 on GameCube. Joe. But it's Resident Evil 4. Yes. Yes, that is correct. Quite a game, in fact. Joe, the board is yours. Uh, let's go quotes you can quote 200. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mario, but our princess is in another castle. Uh, Alex. What is Toad from... It's not what it says here, but what you just what? said was uh, Toad oh, yeah. from... What, who is Toad from uh, Super That's Mario okay. Brothers? Yeah, sorry, we have that wrong on the PowerPoint, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone know where that other one was from? And, yes, yes. Which one? No. No. No, it's, it's... It's a really definitive two. Yes, yes, it is a Game Boy Color one. We already tried one, so we let yeah, it go yeah, again. But... Sorry, guys. All right, the board is yours, Alex. Uh, as long as it's not the same question, that's your quotes you can quote for 400. All right. Let, let's see. Let's hope. Yes. All your base are belong to us. That's James. Yes. Uh, what is zero in? Yes, that is correct. Actually, uh, a Sega game, but you know, it's a notable quote. It's know. a very formal quote. All right, uh, James, the board is yours. Uh, let's do quotes you can quote for 600. All right. Thanks to you, we can once again eat the delicious rocks from Dodongo's Cavern till our stomach burst. Um, who is Daruna? Darunia? Uh, name the game. Yeah, oh, name uh, the game. oh, Legend of Zelda Green of Time. Yes, yep. that is correct. I'm All sorry, right, the board is yours. Oh, Let's do it again. Quotes you can quote for whatever the next number was. <laughs> Your lives that I spit on are now but a caricature of a cartoon drawn by a kid who is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that's an RPG. James is thinking. Uh, uh, what is Mario and Luigi partners in time? Uh, no. No. Anyone in the crowd? One of you two in the back there? Yes, yes, correct. Give him a game. Give them men a game. All right. Um, Alex, the board is yours. Let's finish it off. All right. Get exploded, hamster. <laughs> Nobody? That sounds All like right, a good I saw your hand. That yes. is correct. Oh, okay. All right, Alex, the board is you, oh, yours. We are down oh. to two categories. A res- Resident Nintendo Evil for 400. Okay. The backstory of Jack Krauser, a secondary antagonist from Resident Evil 4, is revealed in this Wii sequel. 
Alex. What is Resident Evil The Dark Side Chronicles? Yes. That is correct. All right, the board is yours. Uh, let's do Resident Nintendo Evil for 600. Capcom celebrated the 10th anniversary of Resident Evil by porting it with some handheld-specific updates to the DS under this title. Alex. What is Resident Evil Deadly Silence? That correct. is correct. 800? Sure, let's do it. All right. 800? Yeah. You never heard from Billy Cohen again after the events of this unfortunately canonical Resident Evil game that debuted on the GameCube. Alex. Oh, that is, well, what is Resident Evil Zero? Correct. Wow. I think Alex has pulled ahead. You can yes. uh, score at home. <laughs> uh, let's finish off Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Okay. With, with 1,000? Yes. So there's still 200. No, we already did 200. 200. Yeah. I don't have a sheet here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry. This ill-fated pseudo-sequel starring series sidekick Barry Burton appeared on the Game Boy Color in 2002. These gentlemen know it. Alex? What is Resident Evil Gaiden? Yes. Yes. All right. Let's um, get a score update real quick. Alex is in fan. the lead with 4,400. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even play Resident Evil games that with much. 800, and James has negative 400. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. All right. And we, we have, uh, yeah, we, we will be able to do the last category. Um, so pick 200 to 1,000, Alex. All right. Let's start with 200. All right. PA backloggery. In lieu of Japan, Gabe and Tycho traveled to this location in 2002 for budgetary reasons. All right, Nolan, I saw your hand go up. Yes, that is correct. Yes, give this kid a game. Wow, yeah. All right. That is much more budgetarily sound. Wow. All right. 400. um, I guess we'll go 400. Yeah, let's just go straight down. We're just going to go through the list. One April Fool saw Gabe commission a giant billboard with Tycho's picture and this word prominently displayed. Not big Penny Arcade fans? Apparently not. <laughs> I don't read it. Don't worry, we had someone else write these for us. Anyone in the crowd? Oh, this is our first stump run. <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh, the word we're looking for is pedophile. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know pedophile. you guys didn't want to admit it, that you knew that, but... Uh, all right. According to Gabe, these marine crustaceans live real deep and grow as big as a man. Uh. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. Now, I thought that's what it was. All right. Uh, for 800, Tycho was not lucky enough to score an underwear inspecting job with this honestly named firm. <laughs> Anybody? Silence. What is Testy Court? <laughs> and the final question, which basically confirms that Alex is moving on to Final Jeopardy. <laughs> In 2003, Tycho was amazed to learn that Full Spectrum Warrior included this many spectrums. I read this comic, but I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, we've got a... Oh, wait, actually, go ahead. Wait, you haven't had a chance to... All of the spectrums? Um, how let's, many let's spectrums let's see if anyone gets more corrector. Why don't we go more ahead and back with the skull? What? No. I know. Nope. No. Good, good, good one, though. <laughs> That's a good number. I like it. Okay. We'll give it to um, that. It's full. Yeah, full. There full. are full spectrums. The full spectrum. All right, and that's, oh, that's, that is round one. Uh, give give our... Uh, um, Alice will be coming back up for Final Jeopardy. Thanks, everybody, for playing. Um, can you take a package of If you haven't already. Oh, and, actually... Uh, um, Alex, go ahead and you can pick a prize from up here on the table. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So how's everybody doing? Um, and anything, anything really cool that we should check out, or have you guys just all come directly here? Like you this show's been open for ten. Yeah. <laughs> this is the place to be. Oh, right, right up here. Pick one of whatever you want. Yeah, you three are next. Yes. I will let Neil do the introductions and read the categories. I'm gonna walk around and get some uh, street passes real quick. Can you just turn off that TV real quick while I change the presentations? I knew that was going to go first. Yeah. Okay. All right, so green, purple, orange. All right. It's still off, right? Don't turn that TV on. This is a photo by, by William Brown. Yes. Okay. Don't don't look up there. Don't, don't pay attention okay. to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> but you can turn the monitor back on now. All right. Um, so uh, whoever has the green buzzer, introduce yourself. I don't know your name. So. My name is Ivan. Ivan? And uh, where are you from? Ontario, Canada. Oh, really? You came from Canada? Canada? We, <laughs> they're not here yet, but we do have we do have a Canadian. If you want to go to the Radio Free Nintendo panel tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. in this very room, you can hear uh, a real live Canadian just like yourself talk about <laughs> you. I know, it's crazy. All right, uh, and our, our purple buzzer guy, who are you? Introduce yourself. I'm Jake, and I'm uh, from Vancouver, Washington. Cool. Jake. Jake. And orange. I'm Gary. I'm from Buffalo, New York. Okay, Buffalo man. Are you a Bills fan? Only when they win. Okay, so like so for like four past, weeks last year. Not in the past twelve years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I guess uh, let's let's do the next round. What All are right. our categories? Our categories are hardware hijinks, penny arcade. More recently, get ready, fight, and non-tendo. Uh, I don't know. Who should go first? Well, I guess, uh, Alex, you were in the green one. So green one goes first. Nice. Uh, <laughs> pick a category. Uh, let's try hardware hijinks for 200. All right. Hardware for 200. Okay. According to our website, NintendoWorldReport.com, you're going to need this if you want to play Metal Gear Solid 3DS. Orange. Uh, what is Circle Pad Pro? Correct. That is correct. All right, the board is yours, Gary. Uh, let's do Penny Arcade more recently for 200 That's Okay. The boys imagine this unique equine companion is DLC in Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption. Gary. What is the gun horse? Yes, correct. Yes. The board is yours. Uh, let's do Penny Arcade for 400 All right. In Assault on Underhell, this fictional character wields twin pistols powered by Energite and controls a tiny demon, the Leviathan, that is made of pure hell. Anybody? Nope. Do we, do we have anyone who knows this one? Orange. No. <laughs> Alright, that is, uh, what's... What? No. no. Alright. Dr. Raven, Dark Talon, Blood. Yes. Alright, uh, board is yours, Gary. Uh, 600. Alright. Uh, until or is it uh, yeah. penny arcade? I would imagine. Yeah. Until satiated by consumer spending, this monster flies from house to house collecting torsos. Yes. Right. What is merch? Who is merch? No. Yeah. You well, know wait. that might be right. Actually, yeah. I think Zach put the wrong. That Damn sounds right, right, guys. Right? Anyone? Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. All Go right. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think flesh reaper is right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, right. okay. You are smarter than us. <laughs> you should be here. Uh, all right, uh, board is still yours. Penny Arcade for 800. 
After being told he asks the impossible, this beloved Disney character chides Gabe for not beating the Honey Slider game's high score, saying, Then you're a bitch, and you'll get the bitch ending you deserve. Gary. Who is Mickey? Incorrect. Oh, I wasn't paying attention to who did first. Billy, you pick. Up here in front? Incorrect. It is a, a Jiminy Cricket. Let's go or, in the far. Oh, sorry, our sorry. Far. Just, oh. <laughs> Give, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Neil, if you want to go ahead and read the next few answers. Did, did you know that one on our front? Okay, give, give her yeah, a game. Yeah, yeah, give her a game. My bad, my Damn bad. Damn it, Neil. Okay. Do you just want to finish out Penny Arcade? Yes. Okay. It is the name of Gabe's story to D&D character. Yes. Who is Jim Darkmagic? Correct. That is correct. Someone here reads Penny Arcade. Yes. All right, now you need to pick another panel. Uh, or another, another panel. No, no, stay here, stay here. Another category. I think the keynote is happening. Yeah. Let's do hardware hijinks for 400 most of Perfect Dark's features were locked if you didn't have this Nintendo 64 add-on. Uh, purple. What is the RAM upgrade? Mm, no. I need, like, the official name for it. Go ahead, give him another chance. Do you know, like, the actual name of it? Uh, That's what it did. All right, uh, I think, Gary, you... What is the expansion? That is correct. Yeah. Sorry. It did add more RAM, but... And just uh, wait to buzz in until we finish reading the question. Sorry for your right, uh, Gary. Uh, hardware for 600 Way back in 1996, you might say this version of the Game Boy was the DS Lite of its day. What's the Game Boy Pocket? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. correct. Sorry, I was trying to figure out who buzzed. All right, uh, the board is yours. Uh, let's go for 800 Surely, the inclusion of this lauded accessory bolstered sales of Monster Hunter Tri in North America. Gary. Gary. What is uh, Classic Controller Pro? Correct. Yes. Finish out hardware? Yes. Sold separately from Pokemon Gold and Silver, this little device allowed players to use watts built up from walking around to buy items in the Game Boy games. What's the Pokewalker? Yes. No. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. I'm okay. Hold again. Yeah, yeah, good job. Technically, Pokemon Pikachu too, but that's actually that's pretty good. So we'll let I'll that take go. It. All right, uh, you got Gary. You have your choice of two categories: Get Ready Fight or Nintendo. Nintendo for two hundred. All right. Thanks largely to this recurring hardware issue, the Xbox 360's failure rate stands at a whopping fifty-four point two percent, according to Game Informer. You got yeah. Well, but. You gotta wait till we finish the question, but go ahead, go ahead. Gary's running away with what it. What is the red ring of death? Yes. That is correct. <laughs> Alright, the board is yours. Nintendo or get ready fight? Uh, let's do 400 for uh, non-Nintendo. When this franchise was revived early this year, some players were disappointed by the removal of late hits. Gary. What is NFL Blitz? Correct. <laughs> this guy's good. Yeah. Alright, board is yours. Uh, 600. This handheld played Genesis cartridges. Gary. Uh, what is Sega Nomad? Wow. <laughs> Alex, look out at Final Jeopardy because you were in trouble. All right, uh, I guess uh, 800? Yes. This poorly received and designed handheld forced users to remove the battery in order to change game cards. Gary. What is Nokia Endgame? Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I guess we'll finish it up with 1,000. I'm so sorry, guys, that you got paired with Gary. <laughs> Ten years after developing the Nintendo Game Boy, Gunpei Yokoi developed this rival handheld that never came to the West. Gary. What is Wonderswan? Wow. Wonderswan oh, color. Holy crap. <laughs> All right, I guess... Yeah, I bet that's fair. <laughs> we haven't done it yet. All right, uh, yeah, and uh, we are on to the last category, and I guess we'll just we'll run go through it. it yeah. All right. While Mario, Luigi, and Peach had cameos in EA Sports titles, this Nintendo hero guest starred in Soul Calibur 2. Jake. Who is Link? That is correct. Um, and a little score update. Gary has 5,200. <laughs> Jake has zero, and Ivan has negative 400. <laughs> All right. Uh, 400. This game series was partially responsible for the creation of the ESRB. Gary. What is Mortal Kombat? Holy hell. <laughs> Dead or Alive Dimensions featured a cameo from this Nintendo heroine. Gary. Who is Samus? Yes. Uh, Samus and Ryan. <laughs> yes. Uh, th- these were two of the five... Name two of the five characters who didn't make the jump from Melee to Super Smash Bros. Brawl. No, no, hold on. But he's already won a few. Sorry. Let's go with the guy with the blue zip up there. You were very eager. Yes. Yes, and the other three are Dr. Mario, Pichu, and Mewtwo. There you go. And the final one for this round, which once again confirms that Gary has won, (laughs) if there was any doubt. The sculptor's cut of this Nintendo 64 fighter features guest appearances by Boogerman and Earthworm Jim. Gary. Uh, What is Clay Fighter, uh, 63 and a third? That's correct. Wow. All right, so he he wound up at 7,200. Give give them all a round of applause. Take a, take a pass if you need. And, uh, Gary, come up and, and pick a prize. Yeah, you can take whatever you want up here. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, yeah, so we're going on to the final round. We got Alex and Gary. It looks like it's going to be quite a match. Uh, although, although, remember, the points that you accrue do matter. Because um, that's what you're going to wager. In yeah, you'll be wagering that. So, Alex is 4,400, and Gary has 7,200. Okay. All so right. Let's start from the far right there, and let's introduce our contestants. I'm Green. Uh, hey guys, I'm Brian from uh, Yorktown, Virginia, and I just noticed the American Spandex Man behind me. Yeah. Yes, Spandex. Oh wow. <laughs> and in the middle on what? Purple is that? Yes, the other? purple. I am Eric from Virginia. I'm a professional wrestler, Dead Space super fan. Wow. There you go. They're a pretty cool combination. <laughs> yeah. And then here with the orange. Hi. I'm Sharon from Charleston, South Carolina, and I'm a tax virgin. Yes. All right. Here we go. All right. uh, We have four categories, and I think we all know how the game is played. I hope. If not, then I don't know what you've been doing. Uh, (laughs) All right. We need to wait for the uh, whole category thing. All right. uh, We have four categories for this one. This is the final group. Uh, the Wonderful World of Kirby, Son of Stone, which relates to Turok. Blame our, uh, our, our other co-host who couldn't make it, who's a, a dinosaur super fan for the Turok category. <laughs> There's Waglin and Meet Me, um, which we're all meeting each other right now, so that's fun. <laughs> me being M-I-I. All right, um, so uh, Sharon, since you are in the winner's seat, you get to pick the first category. 
Um, meet me. One thousand. All right. Oh, wow. All right. Of course, this the host of this game has a me lookalike who demands you answer in the form of a question. You're okay. Go ahead. Jeff, what is Jeopardy? Correct. Yes. All right. The board is yours. Meet me. Meet me. Eight hundred. One of the unlo- one of the unlockables in this game is a me bobblehead. Turn to the crowd. Billy, go, who'd you see up first? Right up here? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're twins. They're twins. <laughs> yes, 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 that is correct. Metroid I see, Prime 3. I see the confusion. Alex, you don't qualify. You can't just change clothes and go hide back there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Sharon, the board is yours. Meet me, 600. In this celebrated game's multiplayer mode, players could use their me against such famous franchise favorites as Sonic and Amy. Yes. Uh, what is Mario and Sonic at the Olympics? No. No. Anybody? Anybody in the crowd? Uh, back here, very eager, almost standing up. No. No. This might be correct, but we're looking for a game that was actually liked by a lot of people. I think that's... Sonic Colors. Well, you can let... Pe- you, people I are still guessing. Neil, I'm what is it. wrong I'm with you? <laughs> there are hands up in the air. Neil... Did someone actually know that? Well, Billy, Billy, how many games do we have left? Okay. You got one? Did you get one back there? Did you get a game? Did you know it was Sonic Colors? Okay. okay. We'll just keep well, moving. Well, no, the person next to him. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, the board is yours. I think so, yeah. Um, meet me, 400. This statistic determines what kind of car your me can drive in Mario Kart Wii. Yes. Is it their size? Um, well, what is their wh- size? What about their size? Large and small. No. Oh, wait. Uh, what is their weight? Yes, correct. that is correct. All right, uh, the board is yours. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and finish that out. Meet me for 200, please. This interesting Wii channel allows players to upload their Wii characters and download others. What is Check Me Out? That is yes. correct. All right. Uh, now uh, we got three other categories. Pick one. I will take Waglin for 200, please. Famously and unforgivably, that's subjective, <laughs> Retro Studios mapped this critical move to waggling in Donkey Kong Country Returns. Uh, I think it was green. Um... What is rolling? Yes. Yes. I think that is unforgivable, by the way. Uh, Waggling for 400, please. Major League Eating, yes, Major League Eating, requires (laughs) excessive waggling to pull off this offensively bodily function. Sharon. What is passing gas? No. Um, What kind? No. 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 (laughs) It's a wise guess. There's so many bodily functions that are offensive. Come on, guys. Yes. Let's give it to Eric. Purple. Uh, what is belching? Yes. yes. That is correct. Wrong end. <laughs> Wrong end, yes. I was with you, Sharon. All right, it's, it's close right now. We have uh, Sharon in the lead with 600, then Brian with 200, and Eric's at zero right now. <laughs> it's it's a close one, though. Um, so I believe, wait, who got the last one right? Brian? Eric, no, Eric did. Oh, no, no, Eric did. Eric just got that Board's one right. yours. I'm going to take uh, Son of Stone for 1,000. Oh, going for it. EGM honored this Civil War veteran who rides around on a cybernetic tyrannosaur by naming their worst games of the year list after him. 
Whose phone is that? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Go ahead, George. Yes, very good. Billy, where are you? <laughs> All right, uh, uh, that's it's well, to you, Eric. I'll take Son of Stone for uh, 800, then. This device, which must be built by Turok piece by piece in the first game, was the MacGuffin of Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Was it the Neuralizer? No. No. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's go with the hat there. Was it? No. Incorrect. Yes. Yeah. is correct. All right, um, Eric. Oh my god, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> I'll take Son of Stone for 600, Alex. Alright. This popular weapon introduced in Turok 2 shot a sphere that... Dr- wait till I finish the question. <laughs> that dri- I'm excited. That, dri- I am too. that drilled into the victim's head and exploded. Yes. What is the cerebral bore? Correct. Hell yeah. <laughs> it is the best weapon ever. Alright. Uh, uh, I'll take Wag... I think it was Waglin for 600 was the last one we were at. In this eye-popping 3DS game, shaking the system makes the females' <laughs> characters' bosoms bounce. Who was that? I believe it was... Yeah, man. What is Dead or Alive Dimensions? Yes. Yes. Dimensions. All right. Brian has taken the lead with 1,400. Uh, what, I'll take Waggling for 800, please. In most Wii Rail shooters, waggling the remote results in this action. Uh, oh. Purple, Eric. Yeah. What is reloading? Yes. Correct. So now, a quick score update. Brian has 1,400, Sharon has 600, and Eric has 400. Anybody's and game. Eric, the board is yours. I'll take the wonderful world of Kirby for 200 points. This anti-hero character who first appeared in Kirby's Adventure was later playable in Nightmare in Dreamland. Ooh, I think... Take on the floor. Uh, who's Meta Knight? Correct. Was that a 200? Yes. The board is yours. Uh, I think it's waggling for, is it 800 or 1,000? 1,000 is all that's left. I'll take it waggling for 1,000, please. In this game, waggling was one of two quick time events that got Leon out of tight situations, the other being A and B at the same time. What is Resident Evil 4 Wii Edition? Correct. It's looking like a... see the thing because we literally wrote Wii Edition after I kept raising my hand for every question you answered. (laughs) All right, uh, so Brian, the board... Uh, The wonderful word of Kirby for 400, please. Yes. Nobody remembers this strange character who came along on co-op rides through Kirby's Dreamland 3. Who remembers this? Who's nobody? Uh, let's go. All right. Let's go way back in the corner there with the black hat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think we might be out of prizes, I right? Two more. Oh, all right. Now. You all still like have it. a chance. All right. Um, uh, where did we leave off on Son of Stone? 400? We I have 400 and 200. Uh, Son of Stone for 200, please. The original Turok Dinosaur Hunter was famous for its unique weapons, dinosaurs, and this substance, which was used to hide the game's terrible draw distance. Brian. What is fog? Yes. That is correct. <laughs> All right. Board is yours. Uh, Son of Stone for 400, please. All right. The final boss of this game was Oblivion, an all-powerful lost land deity out to destroy the Turok lineage. Eric. Was it Turok Seeds of Evil? Yes. Correct. Uh, three. Turok yeah, three, right? Tur- yeah. Oh, but is it Turok 2 Seeds of Evil? Damn it, Zach. It's a Seeds of Oblivion. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> what? All right. Uh, I think okay. all that's left now is Kirby. Yes. 
Six, eight, and a thousand. Uh, I guess I'll take Kirby Six. All right. It was one of the first games to fully utilize the Super Game Boy and featured Kirby bouncing around a series of arachnoid-like stages. Uh, what is Kirby Tilt and Tumble? No. No, no that's the wrong game. Anybody? Uh, I'm trying to get someone different. Not you. I saw you've already won a few. All right, back there with your finger in the air. No. No. Uh, way, way in the back in the black hoodie. No. no. All right. You're there in the blue. Um, no. yeah. The, try not, again. Not You're on exactly. the right track. No. Uh, all right. In the red, way in the back. That yes, is correct. There we go. <laughs> all right. Uh, what do we got? We've got eight and a thousand. We'll do eight. Yeah, let's do eight. Okay. For a long time after its release, this DS game was the system's only truly compelling title. It was... <laughs> yes. Um, what is Kirby Canvas Curse? Correct. Yes. That's right. That is a bit subjective. Yes. But some might argue that it's not. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yoshi Touch and Go. It was Man, very good. Let's finish it off. Minutes, then that was it. All right, we got one more. All right, here we go. Final question. The final boss of Kirby's Dreamland 2 is this bizarre blob-shaped monster. Uh, let's do in the like maroon hoodie there. Yes, yes. correct. All right. Um, That's it ended. Yes, and Brian is our winner. Um, thank you, Eric and Sharon, and thanks everybody. Give everyone a big round of applause. Who's played? So our previous two winners can come back to the stage. <laughs> you want to go ahead? You can pick something. I or if you want to wait, you got to stay up here anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a lot of time. We do have a lot of time. Yes. Okay. Um, what we might do, because uh, we got Final Jeopardy, and then after that, we, we got nothing. Uh, we'll, we'll do some Q&A if we want to like talk Nintendo stuff, all that jazz. Um, but we'll <laughs> do that right. after Final Jeopardy. But you can be first. Yes, you've reserved your spot. Can you turn off that TV? Yeah. So uh, just just think of any questions that you have. For the record, I don't want you guys to cheat here. All right, so we're going to read the category first. Oh, let's give everyone how many points they have. Uh, do we have pieces of paper? She has me some obscure questioning. Where did the pieces of paper drop? Like, oh, wait, 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 can we, we write? put their points on <laughs> So they know how much they can wait, so who's in who's green? Talk amongst yourselves. Alex. Alex. Does any one of you have a joke? Yeah, anyone have anything prepared? I... I'm... I'm, I'm no. No, not at all. Orange is Brian. I have jokes that I probably can't say here. So is anyone's, uh, anyone's first packs? A few? Most Purple. people have been here a handful of times. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. What's so, about that to? Boston traffic! Wait, wait, did you do it right? Yeah. Who here had to drive down Connecticut to get here? It's like 384. That was a terrible road. That's yours. <laughs> So for those of you who are just here because you saw Nintendo Jeopardy and wanted to check that out, um, we are with Nintendo World Report. We host a podcast called Connectivity. Every couple of weeks we do one of these. 
with the members of our site. Yes. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Everyone seems to enjoy it. So We might try uh, to do like a live stream one where we actually do have listeners on. Yeah, exactly. So uh, check that out if you guys are interested. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the entire world report. Some of you might know it as planetgamecube.com. Um, we've been around for uh, established 1999 on the patches, which if you want one after the panel, we have a lot of them. So feel free to come up and grab some of them. His phone did be. We did state that rule. Um, and then we also have our site as another panel tomorrow. We have... Uh, I know Johnny and James from Radio Free Nintendo right over there. Johnny, Johnny, stand up. Show off that nice shirt you got. Look, look <laughs> That's that a nice shirt. shirt. And, and James is rocking a nice shirt, too. Come on, James. <laughs> Come on. So, yeah, so we've got another uh, another panel tomorrow. In this very room at 11.30 a.m. So check that out. Um, be there. Bring the same vigor. They'll be talking about Wii U, uh, having a, Q, a lot of Q&A. Um, and I'm looking to Johnny. Is, is there anything else? Wii U, Q&A, that's about it. Yeah, anything you want to talk about. It's all on the table. Vaguely related to Nintendo, we'll probably do it. Just what? I mean, I'm always I always try to be gentle, you know. <laughs> all, all right, right. Let's, let's get the final jeopardy. Let's do this. Woo! All right, so we'll give you the Woo! Okay. <laughs> Turn that mic down. Uh, so they, we'll they give you uh, pens, right or no? Take his mic off. Yeah, get them some pens. Oh. Cut his mic. Well, Here, you can take my pen. Yeah. yeah. Here, give them. That pen doesn't work. The blue one doesn't. Okay. There's a pencil. He's got a pen. All so right. So we'll give you the category first. We'll give you about 10 seconds to decide how much you want to wager. Um, Neil, why don't you read off what everyone has? Um, Do you have that? Yes. Someone. Let's just make it up. Alex has 4,400. Yeah. And that's, that's correct on your sheet, too, right? Yeah, it says right here. 4,400. Gary has 7,200. Oof. And Brian has 3,000. Okay, it's so, all pretty uh, close. Not bad. It's, it's still it's, it's all right. Game. And Neil, what is the category? Rating faces. Rating faces. Rating faces. <laughs> it is a 3ds thing. We swear. Yes. Oh um, if, god! If you don't get it, this you're is... not in on the joke. But uh, yeah. So everyone, write down what you want to wager, and then we will pull those back from you. Well, actually, no. Tell us what you want to wager because you need to write your answers on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, they might cheat and rewrite their wager once they hear the question. Yeah, this doesn't work. Okay, so uh, Alex, what are you wagering? I'm gonna go all in. It's going all in. Forty-four hundred. Here, right down. We've got the totals that they have. Okay, so Alex is going all in. Okay, and then who's next? Eric. Oh, uh, Brian. Oh, Brian. Sorry. All in. Three thousand. Three thousand. All in. Woo. And then Gary. I'll bet three thousand. Three thousand. Playing it safe. You don't want all this fake money? <laughs> all right. So I'll go in a chair. Uh, if you want to read the answer, Scott? Yeah, where's the... Oh, yeah. Okay. In the HAL laboratory-developed face raiders, shooting these rare objects refills your health. We'll give you 30 seconds. Neil will sing us a song. Just a little awkward. And by little, I mean a lot. And then, I don't Is remember the rest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's start with who had the lowest. Uh, Brian. That's me. Yes, Brian. Um, I said, what is a heart, lol, IDK? <laughs> All right, uh, Brian, I think, lost. Yeah, that's a zero big there. <laughs> but, but thank you for trying. Thank you for trying. All right, Alex. 
What are butterflies? That is correct. So Alex is up to... Uh, 8,800. Make sure we didn't change well, yeah, well, we'll, <laughs> Oh, yeah, here, take it. All right, Wait, Gary. Right here. I also have what are butterflies. What are butterflies? It's All right. There. So that means Gary is our winner with a lot of points. He cracked 10,000. Good game, guys. And, uh, Look at the stash on that man. That's Alex Trebek. Holy crap. It's <laughs> actually me when I was younger. Oh, okay. That was during a different time. Wait, if you guys, are you guys going to do a Q&A or anything? Yeah. yeah. Uh, stick, stick around if you want to. We're doing Q&A. Well, I guess Jeopardy was the draw. We basically have like 15 more minutes, so yeah. if you guys want to hang out with us for a little bit, we'll talk. Nope. Thank you all for coming. Whoever asked the best question gets a prize. Yeah, we do have a couple more prizes. There's plenty of patches. Yeah, yeah. If you some. guys want patches, come up front. Well, wait, wait. So we got, after, we wait, have so after the Q and A, so it doesn't yeah, get crowded up over, here. Yeah, when it's over, there's a bunch of patches over here. You can grab a patch, maybe. Yeah, sure. What? Oh yeah, we've got one more NES game left. If anyone wants, if you it. haven't, yeah, you've got like eight. No, All right, well, what, what's your? They're on the blue hair. They're on the blue hair. You can have it. What? What's? What's your question? Um. Uh. Well, really saying something that the mic is actually taller than me, but, um, hi, I'm Peter, I'm from New Jersey, um, 11 year old, and Thank you. I've got two quick questions. One, I was, like, uh, I don't want to say out of nostalgia, because I'm only 11, but yeah, technically out of nostalgia, I was watching some of the old episodes of the Pokemon show, and the, uh, it was good, but the new ones are terrible. So, do you guys think, like, it's about as entertaining as the works of Yui Bowl. Do you guys think that there's any hope for video game related TV shows or anime, or are they just going to follow the path of the Dodo? Like, do you think they're going to stick around and be terrible, stick around and be good, or just leave forever, which what, most of us would like. What, uh, what is your name? Uh, Peter. Peter, Peter can we get a round of applause for Peter? Yeah. <laughs> That is incredible. Um, I don't know. I don't have much hope. I, for... I don't really think so. No, especially um, not TV shows. I mean, it, you look back at like the Super Mario Brothers movie and the Street Fighter movie oh. and stuff like that, and it's all. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun and in like the terrible way, you know, M Bison Tuesday, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but really, I don't think there's that much of a potential oh, to make cool. those very good. And if and if you look at like the work that's been done on that, you even had. I mean, right now, the, the people who aren't here are probably listening to the Jordan Mechner talk. Which, arguably, you might, maybe should have done. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he, he worked very closely with that Prince of Persia movie. And, I mean, I, I've seen it, and I thought it was pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if anybody actually has a favorable opinion of that. But, I mean, if that's like, you know, you have the creator of the game working on the screenplay for that movie, and it still came out kind of blah. And that right. just kind of tells me that there's not much hope for that kind of content. Right. I, I agree. I think with kind of video game storytelling, a big part of it is just your involvement in it. And so when you take that away and you're just watching a movie, it's kind of hard to get that same draw from the story, uh, especially a story that was probably just so-so to begin with. So, unfortunately, I don't think so. <laughs> and, oh, well, no, I don't want the shows to say that. Go away. <laughs> they can go away. And the second question, um, really quick. What's your guys' least favorite game? Mine would have to be... Um, the least favorite game I'd play would have to be... 
Uh, it's a tie between Bubsy 3D and Big Wig <laughs> over the world racing. Wow. I played them both at my friend's house. I'd actually have to say Bubsy 3D. Um, Bubsy I played it over my cousin's house when I was younger, and I mean, <laughs> it was just the kind of thing where I was like, why do you have this? What's wrong with you? Do your parents not love you that much? This game is terrible. Um, actually, oh, wait, no, no, no. I got it. Um, Club Drive Atari Jaguar. Worst game ever. Wow. <laughs> I have made my point. You are, you are an experienced <laughs> yeah, kid. Yeah, wow. Like, wow. Very you make good. me proud of my home state. I feel you like... You can come up and take a prize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They take one of these prizes if you, you want. You earned it. Pack. How about this lunchbox? This would be We're good. We're giving this away. Yeah, yeah. he can... Thanks, cool. We'll get a patch. All right. Just just to say real quick, last night at dinner we were talking about Drive 2 for the Wii. Um, or no, Dirt 2. Dirt, dirt 2. 2, I'm sorry. Dirt 2 for the Wii. That game is absolutely awful. Yes. It looks, where's, where's it looks like Cruise in USA in the 64. Yes. So, that's bad. All right. He's a really hard kid to follow. Man. I know. I know. Good luck. I can, yeah, I was about to say, I can hold it. <laughs> B- uh, Billy, uh, he was I'm an enforcer in the first year day, Paxi, So, he's so basically he's our enforcer. He's a pro Our personal one. We bring him along now. I honestly just came to see Scott's handsome face because it's been a year. Yes. Um, let's see. You know, I honestly had a relevant question, but I just got floored away by this. I know. I know. It's amazing. Like, will, you, will you hang out with me? we got to <laughs> do something. But anyway, wait. Oh, okay, so question I was going to ask with the Wii U, if they even bring back Virtual Console or even do anything worthwhile to give anything two cents worthy, uh, what what obscure console would you guys like to see hit the Virtual Console? Just anything. And I mean, we're talking Wii U or even 3DS. What's something that... Yeah, it doesn't have to be Nintendo. It doesn't have to be Nintendo. I would, always, I would love to see if they could finally get like Saturn emulated, yeah. right? See, me and you, we're on this wave. I know, I, I feel it. you. <laughs> no, but I mean, it'd be Saturn or Virtual Boy, honestly, because those, those be are the two great. systems that I mean, I, I have a Virtual Boy in some of the games, but some of those, some of those games are really hard to find, like Jack Bros. Like, or I guess they're easy to find, but they're expensive. Yeah. Like, I'd love to have some of those, those hard to like the, the Saturn and the Virtual Boy be able to play those games more easily, but then piss off all the collectors. Even Dreamcast would be pretty cool. I mean, Sega's yeah. not really doing anything right now. No, they are. They're just <laughs> you know charging us more money for it. Than yeah. yeah. Xbox. All right, and then I guess my last question is: uh, next month we're planning to do like a Nintendo-centric episode PPR. You guys should come on the show. Oh, your podcast. Okay, okay. yeah. yeah. Just we send like us some that. details. There we go. Oh yeah, the plug. By the Shameless way, is, is Gary still here? Oh, um, <laughs> part of the prize that we forgot to totally talk about. Um, we need your email because you get to do uh, a guest segment on the show if you want to. Yeah, you can come of on the podcast. You're choosing. Yeah, we'll talk about whatever you want. You can make you us do whatever you want as long as it's, you know, legal. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> With our I mean, technically that's it. legal. Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. What Wii titles would you like to see remade with Wii U features? What Wii titles with Wii U features? Hmm. Epic Mickey 2. Oh, yeah, because Epic Mickey 2 is coming out for Wii. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty good. Um, I don't know about, not a Wii title, but I, I know everyone's pretty hot on like maybe a Wind Waker remake for Wii U. That would be pretty sweet in, uh, in high def. Or even, I mean, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Any of those connectivity games that we kind of saw highlighted in the demos last year. Or you can just see Nintendo's been kind of working on that sort of stuff. Because, you know, GameCube to Game Boy Advance connectivity didn't really work out, and now they're trying to shove it down our throats with something else. I would like to see Excite Truck 2. Yeah. <laughs> this is, 
Well, that one's not bad either. Yeah, Bots, Bots is very good. I like Excite Bike. Excite Bike. All right, yeah, so I think that's it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Daddy's gonna step in. He's just starting out playing games, and he's wondering what Nintendo games you guys would recommend he start with. Oh, oh, wow. Um, I don't know. Anyone in the crowd have any suggestions? Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. No, that's really hardcore, dude. <laughs> Super Mario All Stars. Uh, actually, yeah, I, I mean, Epic Yarn. Bad. I mean, I have I have a, a niece who's about five. Well, I have, I have a couple nieces that are between like three and five, and playing games with them. And um, some of the mini games and like the D the DS games are kind of like that good gateway drug. Um, Mar- Mario Kart also kind of fun as long as you're playing it with with other people and not the AI because they're cruel. <laughs> yeah. And and stuff like the Kirby games because they're very forgiving, especially especially Epic, Epic Yarn, Yarn yeah. because you. You know, you can't die at all. Plus, it's awesome looking. Um, I have one. My yeah. first video game was Big Bird Spell and Seek on the NES. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that might, might not be bad. <laughs> Mario teaches typing, that kind of thing. Or Mario typing. <laughs> Mario's missing, yeah. I mean, it just... I mean, the stuff like Super Mario Brothers 3, like, I mean, you... That, that's a really hard game. Yeah. I know, uh... Our, our, our former director, who has never beaten Super Mario Brothers three, yet ran a Nintendo site for like two years. <laughs> but but I mean, he went back to it, and it's really hard because he he didn't he didn't necessarily grow up with it. Although maybe that does say play it when you're young, so that way you're not him. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so you get good at it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Thank do you. you. Do you want? Oh, the- yeah. Do you want to take it? We have some patches over here too. Yeah. If you guys want to come by, grab yeah. some. All right. Hi. This is another guy from Street Pass, Princeton. I'm from the New Jersey area. Um, it's, it's good people. You guys should check it out. So I have two questions. The first question is, did anyone check out the uh, video games art exhibit in D.C.? Actually, that's funny. Game? Where's James? Uh, James. Because uh, that was pretty awesome, minus the fact they didn't have handhelds. But for the most part, was, I really enjoyed Oh, they didn't have handhelds? Yeah, they like they didn't game have Game Boy. I was like, okay, well, I mean, come on. I mean, Game Boy sold Tetris, and that was like $30 million right there. Right. And you don't even have that. I mean, it only focused on, like, console games. And it had some pretty good ones, but then I saw, like... Worms Armageddon for like N64 is like But Worms Armageddon is amazing I would have rather seen like Org Battle that had better art styles in RPG or like Paper Mario Dude you are underselling Worms Armageddon I do not like Worms Armageddon Armageddon. You know what's the worst part is like they don't even have GoldenEye there because of like restrictions They can only. I mean that's that's not their fault that's licensing Yeah it's kind of stupid but yeah so um, were you going to check out that because I went I, I kind of want to. I know uh, James and uh, and Carly, who I, I guess is not here. Um, but they, they what? Uh, okay. Um, but uh, they they saw it recently, and James said it was kind of underwhelming um, because it's just kind of like you're looking at images and and. I mean, there like, are some games you can play. You can play like uh, Monkey's Island, and yeah. I just I think Flower's dumb. I look at it. And I'm just <laughs> like, I, I think Flower's a really cool game. I think it's pretty for like if I was like a thirteen-year-old girl, but I mean, just, like, no offense. I guess don't don't like, I might be a thirteen-year-old girl, <laughs> so that's weird. <laughs> so, like, I mean, they have. Turn around. Games. There's a thirteen-year-old girl. Watch out. <laughs> 
<laughs> but and then what was the uh, the next question? Okay, the next question was uh, I'm a huge Trauma Center fan, and I know that Trauma Team kind of bombed, but I really would like to see them like do like Trauma Center on Wii U. That would be really. Cool. But did any Trauma Center game really sell that well? Well, the first one the sold first half one a million. Oh, okay. Which is actually pretty good considering it was a launch game and yeah. it was actually a remake. And then the second one I think sold a quarter. Which isn't too bad, and then Trauma Team. Like, and which which sucks because there. Trauma Team was clearly the best game. The only yeah, problem the I have with Trauma Team is I've actually worked in the hospital before, and my brother-in-law's an EMT, and he watched me part where I'm like, <laughs> like trying to get them back to life, and they're like, "Yeah, this is not, this is not going to work." Realistic. And then he's like, "Yeah, you don't use tourniquets; that actually destroys um, tissue because it can't breathe." So. I mean, not to say that, like, I mean, some of the things were pretty real, but some of the things are, like, a little, like, give and take. I mean, if anyone has played the storyline, like, spoiler warning, (laughs) um, if you played the storyline, they had this, like, far-flung thing that a girl dies and her blood gets drained into flowers and the flowers get, like, taken up by pollen of butterflies and then the butterflies go to Maryland to go into the golden scales of death. And it's like, how can a disease transfer is, from human to do flower? Do questions? There's a couple more. <laughs> that was the only one. That was the only one. That was the only question about Trauma Center. I will say, I'd like to see another Trauma Center. I would. I, 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 I think I'm, I'm, I'm 3DS. Really cool. I'm 3DS. My, minus the there. crappy animation. Course. There you go. All right, All right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I kind of ran out of stuff. I was going to talk about the medical accuracy of Trauma Center. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, um, so with, with Animal Crossing coming out in August, um, it kind of, because it's been really? so far apart from the last iteration of it, do you think that there's a chance that they'll do anything revolutionary with it or just give it insane amount of connectivity for it? <laughs> no. Yeah, I would like to say, like, it'll be like a big MMO or something, but no, I don't think so. Yeah. Right? I mean... I don't, I don't, I don't see much being done with it outside of what they've already done. Okay, I guess with the, with online connectivity, there's going to be a lot of moving back and forth of like residents and whatnot. So they, it, I mean, like, I think that that'll be there, but I don't think, think it's going to be anything be that'll bigger? blow our minds. They won't make it any bigger. Yeah, It'll probably just be a small town. I mean, it's, I, I kind of, I think kind of look at Mario Kart Seven because that was a, you know a game that was kind of like we need to get this out near launch, yeah. and I think the only way we'd see that with Animal Crossing is that they push it back uh, farther than summer, and I think it's pretty much their summer game at this point. Um, yeah. Thank you. Hi. Hello. Um, I have two quick questions. Uh, first one is um, I'm having a fight with my friend as to which Mega Man game is better, Mega Man 2 or 3. 2. 2. Every Thank time. you. That was yeah. what I thought. Too. In fact, someone might have gotten that. Just because that. you could replay the bosses from 2 and 3, it doesn't make it better. Um, and the second question is my favorite SNES RPG is Earthbound. Yes. And yes. Yeah, that's right behind yeah. you. Perfect. I was wondering if, what, you, what your favorite... Super Nintendo RPG would be. Oh, and man. why? Well, definitely... Super Mario RPG, done. Really? Earthbound is number one for me, for sure, but close we follow would be Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy 6 slash 3. Yeah, I mean, uh, 2 through 4 would be the ones he just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are... I, there's so many good ones. Even, like, yeah. Secret of Mana, and I Wait, like You played Terranigma too, kid? Wow! <laughs> You are cooler yeah. than anyone else in this room. <laughs> you should be hosting the panel, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think um, yeah, I think, I think those for sure. So, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, uh, you're playing Xenoblade right now, right? Um, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah. we, we had a review just go up. I, I think Alex Kalafi should be here. Oh, hey, Alex, what's up? Nice to meet you. Uh, 
he he wrote our he wrote a review before because uh, I uh, the games get shipped to me first and then I ship them out so I put an hour into it before okay. I, I liked what I played but I haven't played it yet. Does the story any, no spoilers but is the story as existential as Xeno Gears or Xeno Saga? That sounds great. <laughs> yes, yes. In case great. no one heard that, uh, James, who has completed the game, said it's batshit insane. Which I haven't seen the game yet today. It's just out, but hopefully we yeah. wanted to really pull for that to be a box quote on the back. So if you see James Jones, batshit insane, yeah. let us know. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we'll segue into, like, a Nintendo question. But um, how dire do you think the situation is getting it, getting with Sega? And how long do you think they can last before they get cannibalized? Maybe, maybe even picked up by Nintendo because they've been working really close with them with Sonic. And I was actually talking about this with a couple of people on staff recently about how we kind of when, when I mean all the news with Sega broke the other week that it was kind of like you know some companies probably might might pick them up if it keeps on going this way, which it's looking like it's getting pretty dire over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if Nintendo wasn't having their recent financial troubles, that might be a possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, think of that. If Nintendo picked up Sega and had their IPs, mm-hmm. that would be kind of incredible. And we've already seen how Nintendo... A Nintendo developed Sonic game? I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. We've, we've already seen... I mean, F-Zero X is the product of that, um, you know, that Nintendo-Sega partnership. And that, that's... A, or yeah, F-Zero GX. GX. GX was amazing. That yeah. Was amazing and, I mean, that was too. Amusement Vision. And, and they... I mean, they don't exist as a specific team, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see Nintendo do that. I think with their financial stuff right now, no. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that another Japanese company will probably mm-hmm. pick them up sometime oh, yeah, in the sure next year. Oh, yeah, someone would be interested. I mean, even with just Sonic alone, I mean, that's money to be made. Right, so exactly. I, 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 I could definitely see it happening if Sega gets desperate enough. And, or, and then real quick, how excited are you for sadness on the Wii U? What? <laughs> just, it's a joke. <laughs> how excited are you for sadness on the Wii U? Sadness on the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> nice shirt. <laughs> Real big fish in the aqua bag. Well, well, it's a nest too. But oh, oh, yeah. yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I loved this concert. <laughs> awesome. I, I heard good things about it. Yeah. All right, let's go, go on. Um. Anyway, what characters would you guys like to see in the new Smash Brothers? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, because I love Kid Icarus Uprising, like Magnus. That'd be cool. Magnus. Uh, yeah, I've I've honestly been. Obsessed with that game. Yeah, I'm well. completely and blown Neil away. Too, yeah. uh, if you, I, I plan on going to the handheld tournament later. I'll probably get wrecked, but I, I love that game. I can't wait to play it. <laughs> I'm going to be going too. Like, I, I've got almost 60% completion on the treasure hunt. So yeah. Wow. Like it, I love that thing. But, uh, but, Scott, any characters for Smash Brothers? Oh, man. Um. Yeah, yeah, Waluigi. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny yeah. raises an excellent, excellent point. I will boycott that game. Um, <laughs> Little Mac. Little Mac would also Little be Mac fun. Little Mac would be cool. I'd like to see another like crossover from a different like non Nintendo franchise. Can't think of anyone specifically off the top of my head, but like, oh yeah, Mega Man. Yeah, uh, that's been rumored too. So yeah, Mega Man would be sweet. All right, um, and and that's that's the show. That's yeah, time. sorry, we just got the time. time. Sorry. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, thank you. We've got our patches up here. If you want to come grab some, we'll be around all weekend. Say hi. Yeah. Thanks. And come to Radio Free Nintendo, yes, eleven thirty in this theater tomorrow. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you very much for listening. Uh, by now, you guys know the routine. Uh, if you want to send us some listener mail, you can always do that at connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. Uh, if you get a chance to rate and review us on iTunes, that would be awesome. Um, you can follow all of us on Twitter. If you go to nintendoworldreport.com, there's a little sidebar that has tweets from the staff. If you click that, you can find all of us uh, from Connectivity and actually everyone from the site, too. So again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.